The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Welcome our online viewers to our morning service. Hope you all had a lovely week. Uh, Welcome to today's service. I hope all of you will be blessed. Uh, So today we're starting a new series and we found it so hard to name this series because it's basically about grace and faith, right? But it's so, the way it's set out, it's so practical that just calling it grace and faith wasn't going to be enough, you know. So just know that it's about grace and faith. And uh, Pastor Tate asked me to just lay the foundation of it. And then in the weeks to come, he'll be just building and building and building on that. So uh, today we'll be talking about something that you find in the Word of God, which is basically a template of victory. So if you follow this template, right, to appropriate the grace of God, you'll see that you live a victorious life. Amen. So that's the template we'll be looking at today. Amen. So it's just, it's very basic and foundational. And we're always laughing because like with Pastor Tate, like how Christians love revelation. Né? They just want you to speak about the third heaven, some revelation they don't understand. Né? And when you start speaking about the basics, like it's boring. They're like, oh, I don't want to go to church. There's no revelation. You know, they want revelation. But we're always laughing that, you know, in life you need to go back to the basics because you can't be living in, like you're having Um, sickness in your body, yet you're looking for the third heaven revelation. You need to deal with basic uh, practical stuff that are in your life, and you you need to go back to the basic principles of God for that. Amen. So that's what we'll be looking at today. It's very foundational, but very critical for us to live a victorious life. Amen. Let's start off in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 8. By the way, this is by far, anyone who knows me knows that this is by far my favorite topic. Grace and faith, God's side of the leisure and your side of the leisure. That's my favorite topic. And I started hearing it when I came to Faith Hill. And ever since I heard it and understood it, my life has never been the same. So it's, it's a powerful topic. Anyway, it says, exalt her. Which one is this? Proverbs 4 verse 8. Is that where we are? Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. Hmm. <laughs> what a way to start off. I'm looking for the one about the path of the righteous. Right? Oh, 18, verse 18. I think it's 18. 18. Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. It says, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. This is the life of a born-again Christian. It's supposed to be progressive. It's supposed to shine brighter and brighter. You can't be living the same life you were living when you got born again 10 years later. You need to show progress in your life, right? This is basically what Christianity is about, transformation. Amen. That's why the Bible even commands you to say, 
be transformed, right, by the renewing of your mind. Because that's what Christianity is about. It's about a walk of transformation where your path gets brighter and brighter until it's just perfect, until we can all see God's glory in your life. Amen. That's what Christianity is about. Let's, let's look at it in the Amplified Classic. I think it just puts us very nicely. Amplified Classic. It says, but the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and glory in, right? In the perfect day to be prepared. That's how our life should go as Christians. But, and, and the funny thing is, it's not only you that wants your life to go like that. God wants your life to progress like that. Even creation wants to see that manifestation. That's why the Bible says creation waits, is, is looking forward, wants to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. So everything around you, creation, God, everything just wants to see that because that's how you were created and that's how you're meant to manifest, right? So, but how many of you know that we walk this life and you realize I'm not seeing the results I need to be seeing in my life, you know. And the more you walk that, some, sometimes people get discouraged. Some people see little results. Some people see no results at all. And they start becoming discouraged to be like, does this thing work? Does this church thing work? Does the word of God work, you know? And to be honest, I truly, at first I used to be like, really, these people, how can they say that? But in a way, I, I actually understand where they're coming from because I know, I know there's a definition about insanity that says it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? So you've been doing this thing over and over again and somehow you're expecting your life to suddenly change and all this time it hasn't been changing. So that's why people end up just giving up. But what's what they miss is that you just need to change how you walk in Christ. It's not, you, just, you don't need to change Christ. Christ is perfect. The place you are in is perfect. You just need to change how you walk. Amen. So that's what we want to look at today. Uh, just a template of victory, making sure we are winning in every area of our lives. Amen. Guys, today you are so, whew, come, more life. Amen. Let's go to Psalm chapter 82 verse 6. Amen. It says, I said, you are God's, and all of you are children of the Most High. Next verse. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Obviously, this is not a message to you, but I'm just trying to show you that it's possible to have so much potential and never live it out or never fully live it out. Amen. So it's just possible. So we as children of God just need to make sure that we live out everything that God has provided for us or called us to be. Amen. So let's start then. Okay, cool. We'll start with definitions so that we are all on the same page, okay? And then, and, uh, and then we'll look at the, um, the templates. The grace of God. We all know what the grace of God is, right? It's the unmerited favor of God towards men, right? So every spiritual blessing that we want to receive, it's by the grace of God. That's what we call the grace of God. It's a package that has all the spiritual blessings, healing, um, peace, uh, prosperity, everything. It's a package, and we call it the grace of God towards men, amen? And then faith is a positive response to what God has done by grace. So basically, faith doesn't exist without grace, 
Amen. So uh, faith is just you responding to the faith and uh, to the grace and receiving it. Amen. You know what's interesting, ne? Is that none of the two concepts, as powerful as they are together, none of them are effective on their own. Grace, as much as it's done by God, is not effective on its own. Faith is not effective on its own. Let me show you this. Let me give you an example. Let's go to Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Do you see that? God through his grace has brought salvation to all men. But is everyone saved? You see? So as much as God has done it and wants it to be so here on earth, it can't be because you need to respond to that with your faith in order to be saved. So God's will alone can never happen here on earth without us and our faith, you see. So grace alone is really, it's beautiful, but it's not effective here alone. Amen. And then faith. Faith, we just said, it's actually non-existent without grace. You can't respond to something that's not in grace. Amen. Your faith cannot make anything happen that is not provided in grace. I always laugh when I hear, like, these powerful men of God, and they're like, if I speak a word against you, your life will never prosper. Your faith cannot, it's not in grace. So your, as much as your faith can be so strong, it cannot make that happen. Faith doesn't have creative power. It has the power to appropriate. Amen. So that's how it is. So they are both powerful concepts, but they need to work together. So to live a successful life as a Christian, you need to always aim to strike a balance between resting in the grace of God right? And responding to the grace of God, which is faith, right? So you need to strike a balance between what? Resting in the grace of God and responding to the grace of God. You shouldn't, the thing about Christianity, never teach yourself to be a specialist. We are always laughing about it. Don't specialize in a certain thing. You know, you get people who say, I specialize in grace, grace only. Like, that's their thing, grace only. Everything has been done by grace. I don't have to do a single thing. God has all. That's not how it works. You need to strike a balance. It's just like with money issues. You can't say, I specialize in tithing alone and I'm a reckless spender. You need to have a balance in every area of Christianity. Amen. So the same with this. To live a successful Christian life, make sure you strike a balance between resting in God's grace and, yes, responding to God's grace. Amen. Let's start. Oh, not let's start. Let's continue. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Colossians chapter 2. Amen. It says, so this is the Apostle Paul. It says, for I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in that place. (laughs) And for as many as have not my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Next slide. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though, 
Though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Amen. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Next verse. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Amen. We can stop there. So here, Paul was just basically uh, warning the Christians about these new philosophies that might deceive them and stuff like that. Amen. And I want to zero in on a certain verse that's so powerful that you could read and just always pass, but it's very powerful. Let's go to verse 6. So he's saying there are people who will come and give you new philosophies that are not true and try to deceive you and everything, but he gives them this advice about how to walk in Christ, how to walk out your Christian life. He says, as therefore, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. The same way you received salvation, that same process you followed, the same principles, he says use those to appropriate every other grace that's in that package. That's the template you need to follow. This, as simple as it is, he says, that's how you walk in Christ. Forget the other philosophies and everything. This is how you appropriate the grace of God. Amen. So I, I thought that was very powerful. And so I wanted us to look at the basic process that we followed, right, to receive salvation so that we know what the template is. Amen. So basically, we know that salvation, right, is part of the grace package, right? So this template is a basic mathematical principle. <laughs> Tatenda always tries to say, oh, when I did maths. And I'm like, you didn't do maths because <laughs> when you just see numbers only, it's not maths, it's arithmetics. <laughs> when you start seeing letters, that's when it's maths. So you didn't do maths, you're a lawyer, you didn't do maths. So yeah, anyway, uh, it's a simple mathematical principle. It's, it's basically x plus x is 2x, right? It's a principle of mathematics. It doesn't matter what x is. Whatever x is, x plus x is equal to 2x. So it's the same here. Anything that is in the package of grace, it doesn't matter what it is. That plus that is 2x, right? So it applies to every, every, everything that is in the package of grace. So let's look at it, that template. Number one, there was awareness, right? So, you were made aware that there was this salvation that's available to you, right? That's where it all started. You were made aware there's salvation, and salvation is available to me. Uh, Jesus died for my sins. Um, he took them all up so that I could be the righteousness of God. Then you knew all of that, and you knew that salvation was available to you, right? And the interesting thing is you knew that, like... It, God wasn't making, it, it wasn't dependent on your need for salvation. So because now I want to be saved, God quickly created salvation for you. No, it was created way before you needed it, right? So that was how it was. The Bible says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. It, he, wasn't, he didn't die when you needed salvation. He was slain way before. That's how, the, that's how God operates. God doesn't prepare a need when, it's, when it comes up. He anticipates it and prepares it way before it comes up. He's not subject to time, like we always say, right? We are the ones subject to time. He has created everything before it shows up. That's why the Bible says he has entered his rest. 
He's not resting because he's tired. He's resting because he's done all that he needed to do. Amen. So it is you need to know that that part of salvation you knew that he has done it already amen so there was awareness number two there was resting and responding right let's go to romans chapter 10 <coughs> romans chapter 10 verse 8 it says but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Next verse. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That was the process you followed, right? You believed in your heart, you confessed it with your mouth, right? Believing in your heart is what resting, right, in that grace that it's there for you, it's available, you believed it in your heart, so you rested in the grace. And then, confessing with your mouth was an instruction from the word, right? That's how you respond, it's the responding part, that's how you are meant, the appropriate response for salvation was confessing with your mouth. Now, every grace has its own appropriate response. For example, um, prosperity. You can't say, I'll confess with my mouth. That's not the appropriate response for prosperity. It's giving, right? So here you rested in the grace, and then after that you looked for the appropriate response in Scripture, which said, confess with your mouth. And then what? You appropriated salvation. That's number two, resting and responding. Amen. And something interesting here, did you ask for salvation when you got born again? Maybe I'm confused. Did you ask, God save me? No, you knew it was there, right? So you didn't ask for it, right? Because the thing about asking is that it leaves a question to say, did God do it? Did he not do it? So no, you just need to know it's there and you're appropriate, right? Yeah, don't be in doubt of wondering is it there or not there, amen? Third one, you, consider it, you considered it done, right? After you, you did this, you said, I'm saved, I'm born again. Did you see any physical manifestation? That was showing you that you are now a new creation. Did you see your oneness with Christ somehow physically? No, you just knew it's done, right? You knew that you have a new spirit. You, knew, you just considered it done. You didn't wait for a physical manifestation to say it's done, right? So that's the third one. So we said what? Awareness, resting and responding, consider it done. Amen. That's the template for success. And that's how you appropriate every grace, right, that is um, in the package of God, right? Amen. So, since salvation is one of the things in the grace package, and you've successfully, you've won in this area, you've successfully managed, right, to appropriate it, you need to use the same principles you used to appropriate all the other things that are in the grace package. So you've got healing, deliverance, wealth, wisdom, the, um, the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. This, the list is so exhaustive. Anything basically that you need to live a successful life is provided in the grace package. And the way you appropriate it is by using this simple template. Amen. So in the next few weeks, what's going to happen is that we're going to look at these different areas one by one, but we will not finish all of them. We just want to get ourselves in the flow of how to appropriate the grace of God. Amen. So we will look at them one by one and look for the exact appropriate 
um, response for them, right? And, you know, for each of them because it's different. And just, um, yeah, start applying that in our lives. Amen. So let's look at this uh, template again in general form because we're looking at it specific to salvation, right? So let's go to 2 Timothy. <clears throat> 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. King James Version. Are you guys understanding this? Is it making sense? That's good. Right. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. It says that, Who had saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our works. Do you see that? Your performance has nothing to do with it. Whether you prayed, whether you did what, has nothing to do with God's grace, amen? Works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. When was grace provided? You see, before the world began, grace was provided. Everything before the world began, amen? And we need to learn, you know, to just, I don't know, to rest in this, this grace. Scriptures like um, we labor to rest start making sense because at first they seem like a contradiction, but they start making sense. You actually need to put in an effort to transform your mind to be able to rest in these things. You see, it's not easy to just, you need to, it's, by tra- it's just by mind renewal that you learn to rest in his grace and not think that, okay, when this comes up, then I'm going to make a request and God is going to do this, you know. He's going to respond to my faith. That's what people say. Faith that moves mountains. Faith that moves God. Faith doesn't move God. God has moved by grace long time ago. Amen. Your faith is just the response to appropriate what God has done. Amen. And then, so there's nothing new that God is going to do. He's done it all. Amen. And then, um, resting and responding, right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. We sang it today. It says, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Amen. His promises are yes and amen. Do you want an answer to, th- to your question, does God want me to get married? It's yes and amen. You don't even need to ask. If it's necessary for you to live a successful life, it's yes and amen. Amen. So um, you need to rest in that and just have confidence. Sometimes we believe that God has done all these things but we, we, we don't really believe that he has done it for me personally. It's like a concept in the air. But you need to personalize that and know that God has done it for me personally. And you need to have confidence in that. And what I can advise you to do is to find scriptures that show that particular thing is part of the grace package so you can be confident even when you speak it even when you want to appropriate it you are confident that it's there and it's available for you so find the scriptures that support that and you just know like you can't even mess with your mind because you know that this has been provided for by grace amen amen and then also 
find the appropriate response in the Word of God. That's why the Word of God is so important. I don't get people who live without the Word of God. We were laughing. We had this helper at some point. I hope she doesn't have Facebook. But she was saying, uh, Pastor Tate was talking about something in the Word. She's a very nice person, like an amazing person. And he was talking about reading the Word and studying the Word. So she goes to this particular church and she says, No, the Word, it's like past tense. Tina, we hear fresh voice from heaven. You know, that's how we live with the fresh voice from heaven, not past tense. So it just reminded me when I was saying, I don't know how people live without the word. But yeah, that's what she was saying. So the word is so vital to us winning in life. That's why God had to say, for you to uh, like advise Joshua, meditate on this if you want to be successful. The word, you know, in life groups, someone said something powerful. They said people come, Christians come to church to get, to get the blessing and not find out how to appropriate it. Like, people come, they want you to pray for them, and then somehow it manifests. They don't want to find out the process of how to appropriate it. But how can you live like that? Because now you need to live from prayer to prayer to... No, you need to find the principles, know the templates, know how to appropriate it for yourself. Amen. So that's how it is. Amen. So you need to find, be in the Word, uh, know the appropriate grace response, right? Don't put your trust in your faith. Your faith cannot do anything without the grace of God. Don't put pressure on yourself. I remember this used to be my problem. I'd be like, my faith is not working. Like, I was expecting it to create stuff, to do. I don't know what I expected of it. But don't put yourself under pressure. Your faith is only a response to the grace of God, you know. So don't, don't feel like, I know I'd be like, oh, this person has such great faith. My faith is not creating things. It's not, no, no, no. Your faith is a response to the grace of God. Look at it in that way. And then if you look at it like that, you won't put pressure on yourself. You won't be frustrated. You won't. You'll be just following God's word to say, God, according to your word, the appropriate faith response is me doing this. I've done it, so I've done faith. I've exercised faith. That's how it is. Amen. Lastly, how much time do I have? Sorry. Lastly, consider it done. That's the one we said, right? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Basically, it was, you had, here it was telling you that you need to wear your armor of God, just telling you what you need to do as a Christian, right? So what I, was, I just wanted to bring out from here is that after you've done all that you need to do, you just need to stand. Don't be frustrated. Don't don't be depressed, just stand and be confident that it's done. Whether you see it or not, it's done. The Bible says, um, they that observe lying vanities, they forsake their own mercies. Like, lying vanities are anything outside of the word of God. What's contrary to the word of God is a lying vanity. It might sound good, but it's a lying vanity. For example... What example can I use? For example, if we say that, um, yes, good people, that's the thing that's out there, that good people will also go, go to heaven, 
right? Going to heaven is dependent on you being a good person. It sounds good. It sounds fair, but it's a lying vanity because the word of God doesn't say that, right? So if you follow the necessary um, steps to appropriate a grace, say uh, finances, you give your tithe, you do your savings, the proper appropriate responses, and you're not seeing your bank account, you know, get, get bigger and bigger with your physical eyes, that's a lying vanity. Don't observe that stand that what I've done is enough and the, the uh, appropriation will come and take place, amen. So that's what you need to do. Don't observe lying vanities. If you start observing them, that's how you forsake everything that God has done for you. You literally just, I don't know, forsake it, lose it just because you are using your physical eyes, amen. So be confident and stand, amen. So that's the templates, right? of living a victorious life. I hope you guys will always remember it. And every time you want to appropriate something, you will use that. So in the coming weeks, we'll be talking about the different uh, areas, right? Don't miss it. We'll be addressing, we'll be, uh, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be so powerful. It's going to be so practical. You'll come and say, I, I can apply this in my life, right? Not, you know, sometimes we like things. You know, third level revelation, that heavens, you, you walk out here, you didn't even understand that thing. You don't even know how you can apply it to your life or how it has anything to do with you. Amen. So this is a very practical series, and it's vital to you living a victorious life in Christ. Amen. And uh, that's the foundation for today. We've laid the foundation. In the following weeks, we'll be just building, 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 and it's going to be awesome. Amen. So uh, to our online viewers, I hope... Um, this message did make a difference to you, but the only way you can live a victorious life in Christ is if you are in Christ. Amen. If you are not in Christ, you can't even apply this template we were talking about. So if there's anyone who would like to give their lives to Christ um, to receive the grace of salvation, just repeat these words after me. Um, Father, I just want to thank you for the salvation that you've made available to me personally by grace. I believe that Jesus died for my sins so that I could be the righteousness of God. And today, as I've believed it and confessed it, I consider myself the righteousness of God. I consider myself a born-again believer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.